When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To the cheeseheads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Perry Goldstein, and I am once again not joined by your usual suspect co-host, Maggie Loney, but I am joined by another special guest, a familiar face if you are at all plugged in to the Packers blogosphere, which you should be because if you listen to Pax What She Said, you probably only know of us because of this man. I am joined today by the co-founder the great, the one and only, Aaron Nagler. Aaron, welcome. It's so good to Perry, have you. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm sure there are plenty of people who have discovered Pax What She Said outside of uh, the Cheesehead TV Aaron Nagler environs. Uh, I think you were selling yourself short there. Uh, we certainly provided the connection for you and Maggie, but you guys have done all this on your own. Oh, well, that's very kind of you, but I wanted to give you the intro that you deserved for this Chargers preview show. Um, We are going to look at this. We talked about this a little pre-recording, but Mm -hmm. it's a very, very weird game. Um, I feel like anytime the Packers and the Chargers meet, it just ends up being the strangest matchup you've ever seen. You know what's funny is I remember... I, all I could think of in my head when I saw this game coming up on the schedule was, oh, man, all I remember about the Packers under Matt LaFleur facing the Chargers is flying out west and getting their butts beat, right? That's the pervasive feeling I have when I look at the Chargers now. But the Packers overall as a franchise against the Chargers have been lights out. They have like an over 800% winning percentage against the chargers and they're four and one against the chargers at home all time okay so, we love that we feel good about this game we should yeah i mean the last good. time these, these two teams met look these two teams are very different obviously aaron Rodgers being the biggest differentiator um very last good. time these two teams met the packers scored 11 which is just the weirdest number to score <laughs> that's the one that sticks out to me i'm like how did you score 11 11 points? right Odd um, game, like you said. This time, though, like you said, it's at home, which I think is the biggest difference um, in terms of this matchup versus the last matchup because Packers at home versus Packers in California are two oh, very baby. different no. teams. No, thank um, you. Yes. But again, this is this Packers team and that Packers team are night and day different. Um, the Chargers team, not so much. They're still, they still are headed by the one and only Justin Herbert. They still have Keenan Allen. Um, they're quite banged up, which we'll probably get into as we, as we dive into this, but, um, it's just, they're uncommon opponents. They don't play each other very often. Um, they're not in the same conference. This doesn't really matter at all. If you're looking at like kind of playoff standings or anything, really, it's just a, it's just a wacky game. Just a noon kickoff at Lambeau against an AFC opponent featuring the gold package in the stands, which, by the way, historically has not gone great. So need the gold package to show up and be loud, real loud. 
when the Chargers are on offense. Yeah. That has to happen. Yeah. So let's dive in. Which side of the ball you want to start with? Uh, Packers on offense. Okay. I'm hoping Jordan Love gets to run out of the tunnel. I can't remember where they are as far as like throughout the season because, you know, they try to alternate offense, defense. I can't remember where they're at, but I'm really hoping Jordan gets to run out of the tunnel on Sunday. Yeah, I think he deserves it after this last game, especially because I thought it was his I thought it was his best game of the season so far. And I don't know about you, but I think obviously this season is a wash in terms of playoff any type of push towards a lot of ball game left Perry. no you're right right. well you're right you're right right. i just want to see i just want to see this team continue to improve and so far the last two games i would say have been significant improvement from the quarterback and he's the real question of the season is jordan love the future or is he not he's the focal point and this last game you got to see him kind of swing it and that was really fun do you want to see more? Do you want to see more of Jordan Love sling it? Yeah, I mean, who doesn't, right? I, look, coming off the Rams game, that second half of the Rams game, I thought was probably his most efficient performance mm-hmm. so far. And then, yeah, going into Pittsburgh and doing as well as they did. And look, yeah, Jordan was hitting everything as far as every type of throw, right? The thing that really jumped out to me and gets me excited for this matchup, despite the fact that the Chargers do have two really premier pass rushers is the work they did up front, keeping Jordan love upright, Uh, you know, and that's on the road in Pittsburgh. Now you come to Lambeau and hopefully maybe you got a little bit more command at the line of scrimmage. Maybe Jordan's able to use that hard count a little bit more. We saw him actually utilize it in Pittsburgh, but uh, continue to do so and get kind of the defense to tip their hand and things like that but also enable those tackles, whoever it is. I mean, it could be Rasheed Walker at left tackle. It could be Yash Nyman. We're not sure yet. Um, and, of course, Zach Tom, who I think has probably the biggest assignment with Bosa on the outside there. Yeah. Both It allows both of them to play head up, you know, and actually hear the snap count rather than have to be looking in, then getting their head around. And I remember talking to David Bakhtiari about that being the, one of the most difficult things to do, especially guys who have great speed around the edge. Um Their ability, and like I said, a pretty promising performance in that regard in a hostile environment against two other really good pass rushers, that gives you hope. I mean, because then you can operate, because then Jordan can do all those things, right? Because God knows we went through that month-long stretch where they couldn't operate on offense. I mean, literally could not get a third down conversion, let alone drive going. Everything was so hard. Yeah, That's where I'm, I'm most heartened. So to speak. Yeah. It looks like it's probably going to be Rashid just because, I mean, Yash was a full participant, but he is still dealing with the back injury. Um, I loved, and I mean, yes, I want to give kudos to where kudos is due on the offensive line, but I have to say, I think Jordan made a lot happen for himself in the Steelers. Really good pocket pocket presence. He has really nice pocket presence. And look, we didn't have a lot to go on on Jordan going into the season, right? He played two games, but something that I, there were two things that I kind of held onto from his college tape. One was his arm. That guy has a cannon and <laughs> it hasn't panned out so much on the deep ball yet this season, but I, you know, he has it, you know, he has the arm and his ability. Yeah. He can make the throw 
and he's got to complete the throw, but he can make the throw and his ability to extend plays. And we haven't been able to really see him extend plays. And now granted, I think that's a product of you want him to operate within the offense this early on in his career. You want him to get his footwork down. You want him to go through his progressions. You want him to hit his first reads like early on in your career. You want to see that level and you want him to get into good, I think habits. That's what I keep going back to. However, in certain moments to see him move around in the pocket, like he did in the Steelers game and scramble and make plays. I mean, that's fun. And I think that's a guy that trait, if you will, those are some of like the unteachables that you can get a guy who can like operate in the pocket and hit the reads, et cetera, but can't do all those other things. You know, that's fun to see. And we haven't been able to see him do that at all because the pocket was just collapsing on him. We had zero time to even try to buy time. Right. Well, and it's fun because you see those glimpses, right. And you do get excited, but I think I'm a hundred percent with you regarding his kind of work in the pocket and i think he's done a good job for the most part it is funny sometimes i think he's maybe trying a little too hard to kind of stick with the progression stay in the pocket when maybe there is an opportunity to slide out and make something happen with his legs right but i get it he's probably being hammered about that by tom clements right i'm sure they're going over it all week long and that is what they're drilling right as far as what they're doing throughout the week I love his poise in the pocket and I love that he doesn't look, doesn't drop his eyes. Here's the thing. As bad as it's been at times throughout this season with the offensive line, I've never really seen him drop his eyes like too quickly as far as, okay, my first read's not there. Okay. Where's the rush? Like more often than not, he's okay. That's covered. I'm going to two. I'm going to three. Where's my check down? Okay. Everything's where's the rush now. As opposed to, and it's led to some bad sacks. Not there, but right? yes, well, and that's the thing. He's a young guy, right? Yeah. Right? Hopefully that he learns from that and he builds upon it. You know, yeah, he's absolutely taken a few bad sacks. The one at the yeah. end of the first half against the Rams is the, really the one that pops to mind. But for the most part, I love that he's doing that, and I love that that's the mechanism as a young guy. As opposed to, we see this quite a bit with young guys who come in where. They're just running around trying to make things happen. And you're sitting there going, what is he doing? Like with with Jordan, I'm I'm never mystified. I'm never, what on earth is he trying to accomplish here? It's like, I understand he's trying to go through his progressions. He's trying to play the position of quarterback rather than just be an athlete who runs around. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I actually would love to see them do a few more like drawn up plays with his legs. I think when he does take off with the ball, he makes things happen and it seems to fire him up. So right? that's fun. He it does. It. Still, yeah, I mean, sure. I I mean there's any he, doubt he wants to he do has it. such a like quiet poise to him. He's he's not your rah-rah leader, which is very Packers of him. Um <laughs> right. But, right. but he he gets there are certain things that fire him up. And I think we're learning him as like a person and as a personality. Right. Right. Um, and when he gets to take off and run, it it gets him fired up. So I wouldn't mind a few keepers because I also think like it, and this is total conjecture um, and just like based on me watching games, but it, it has felt at times, especially over the last like month or so that he hasn't really trusted the line. And so like some of the mistakes, that. if you will, have come yeah. from him mistrusting and not feeling fully protected. And I think if they gave him those kind of read options, 
it would a give him like a little bit maybe more control over what's happening if he feels the pocket collapsing he can take off um and also just like you know the the ability to go like yeah like i said like make something happen yeah and use his legs and, I don't and also, know like, counters, like, it counters the rush, too. They're going up against oh, really good runners, right? Really Joey, said it earlier, Joey yeah. Bosa in this game in particular, like, he's going to oh, be yeah. staring yeah. down a Bosa on every passing play. <laughs> I mean, here's, like, and I don't know if it's so much it has to be where it's, a like, a design keeper or a draw player or whatever, although I love those. But, like, can we get him on some more boot action? It feels like at the start of the preseason – LaFleur utilized a lot of boot, get him outside the pocket, have these delineated reads. And then if it's not there, you can take off. Right. And we did see him do that in Vegas. I think it was where he had that one. He booted to his left. Everything was covered and he just stuck his foot in the ground and got 20 yards. You know, I, I think if they started to utilize that a little bit more, I'm with you. I think you can, that's an aspect that they haven't put a ton of on tape and maybe here second half of the season, they haven't probably scouted or prepared for that very much. Maybe they get to that a little bit more. Yeah. Do you think this is a good game for it with a rush like the Chargers? Probably, honestly, probably not because I got to think yeah. with those yeah. with those vets. They're 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 vets. They've seen it. They know what to look for. They're going to stay home. They're not going to bite on the cheese. Although you get stuff working, you get stuff going in the ground game. You get some maybe that zone read stretch stuff to Aaron Jones going which they couldn't against the Steelers at all. But if you can a little bit, then maybe, yeah, maybe those guys start crashing down the line a little bit, and then you bring it out in the second half and you let Jordan keep it and get outside. You know, I think there's a place for it. You don't want to spam it or anything, but um, it's just something I think they should look to do a little bit more because to your point, it sure looks like it fires him up. Let's get him going a little bit early in this game. I think anything that you can call that gives Jordan confidence gives the whole offense confidence I'm totally down with that 100%. but you bring up the key right which is getting the ground game going and that's been like the real oh, you know, <laughs> inconsistent piece of the offense unfortunately which obviously it doesn't help that aaron jones has been hurt but aaron right. jones was fully healthy against the steelers game and it really felt like they couldn't get him going either i mean the big chunk, the big chunk run was aj um, and Who's I will say, well, by the way, yeah, Shout trending up this season has, has no been AJ Dillon, which I'm very happy to see because he's just the easiest guy to root for. But like, I don't know, is it, is everything just stemming from really inconsistent offensive line play? I mean, is the run blocking the whole issue? I mean, for me, going back and watching the tape of the Steelers game, absolutely. And I, I don't think what's frustrating has got to be just mind numbing as far as the coaching staff goes it's like you can never really just put it on one guy yeah it's always someone getting shed and that def- usually along the interior so you may be able to talk about myers and runyon but it's just there's a the couple there's two plays in particular against the steelers where jones probably has six seven yards if runyon can sustain a block you know what yeah. i mean so it, it's yeah. hard to say you know, Jones isn't go well, you know, Jones can only do what's blocked and I never put it not, to be honest dealer, with you. Jones gets the benefit of the doubt for me, like pretty much always at this point in his career, because he yeah, makes something out of nothing about ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> right. So if Aaron Jones right. can't get positive yardage out, out of whatever it is that's in front of him, it's likely because he's running into a brick wall. Yep. More often than not. 
or someone's just like shedding the wall. Um, I will say it's interesting. They've started to a little bit um, mix in Emmanuel Wilson. And I do wonder if they start utilizing him as kind of a fresh legs option because looking at the the play that they designed, which should have been a touchdown to Aaron Jones, and he crosses formation, comes out the backside, and the backer just gets him from behind. And there's, I mean, there's nobody in front of Aaron Jones on that play. And they've been kind of mixing in the rookie a little bit. I do wonder if they start utilizing him a little bit more back half of this season. As you said, it's not like they're like gunning for playoff contention or anything. Get some of these young players a little bit more playing time. I think Wilson, we saw in the summer how electric he can be. Maybe some of these carries start going his way and see what he can do. I think why not? I mean, this is just very much the season of like, let's just throw an- anything at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> right. I mean, that's right? you know, that's always our kind of viewpoint sitting on the outside looking in. But at, at some point you have to think, I mean, especially when your general manager is trading away your most active corner, you know, you got to think, OK, yes, it is time for youth to be served. You got to think. Oh, well, that's what I mean. I think at least when when your entire roster is under the age of 25, you are probably looking at each of these guys and saying, okay, who's our future? And we want to give as many snaps, as many snaps as possible to these young guys to say, who who am I building around? Because not everyone is going to stick to this roster and not everyone should stick to this roster after this season. We need to decide who stays and who goes because well, those see, are the, decisions. It's the tricky part, right? It's the tricky part for the coaching staff because they want to win games because you got to win okay. games or else you uh, you don't stick around yourself, right? Yeah. And I'm sure like the personnel people are going, can we see a little bit more of this, a little more of that, whatever. And mm-hmm. I have no doubt the coaches would like to, but at, at some point, like we're trying to win games. So yeah. I think it's a, it's a delicate balance and the closer we get to the end of the season and the further out and away from it, the Packers are, the more I think we'll see that kind of thing play. Yeah, it is a balance. But I mean, look, like I think some of these young guys on offense are starting to separate themselves from the rest. Aiden Reed, Wicks, Luke Musgrave. I mean, these guys are starting to pull away from the pack as young guys who are clearly going to be the future core of the offensive weapons from, you know, some of the, you know, and I'm not surprised, but like, obviously they've given up on the Samori Toure experiment. Lee Keith doesn't get his targets any longer. And like, Mm -hmm. fair, you know, the guys that I mentioned earlier are your higher This is my question for you. So does that, so we've, I 100%, you're right. It's Mari Torre, healthy scratch, right? Malik Heath had been on the field, but not so much, especially after that drop. That, that I feel bad for Malik Heath, too, because it was such a great story this summer. But so now we have seen, you know, Wicks and Reed in particular really start to come to the fore wide receiver wise. Isn't it time they start eating into Christian Watson snaps? Love Christian Watson. Still think he's got unlimited upside, insane talent. But he's playing a whole lot comparative to those two guys in particular. Is this a serious question coming from you? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because I, I don't yes. want. I, think I don't was. want. I don't want it to eat into Christian Watson's snaps. I want them to use Christian Watson differently. How would you use him? I don't think this like they're using him like MVS, and I don't think they're using him properly. I I I want like. I think Christian is a lot more versatile than they give him credit for. And 
one of his knocks coming out of college was, oh, his route tree isn't as developed because he comes from right. a smaller school, et cetera, et cetera. I, I actually disagree. Like, I think you can use him in some really fun ways. I think, yes, he may overlap a little bit with Jaden Reed in terms of some of the motion stuff and some of the end around jet sweep right, type right. stuff. But like, why not have two guys who can do that? Christian Watson body size gives him the versatility to use him in those ways. Use him on some crossers, use him on some slants, give him the ability to get the ball in space and use his speed to just go. I think he is not whatever they're doing right now with these 50, 50 balls. He's not winning and it's, it's, it's draining his confidence give him the ability to do what he does well, which is yards after the catch. And I think as you start to give him those opportunities, then you'll get there with him. But I don't want to take away his snaps. I just want his snaps to be different. I I buy that. It was funny you say that on the crossers because there was a play three or four games ago. I can't remember which game in particular, but very specifically where they ran coverage off, right? And they dragged him late across the middle. And he's screaming, wide Wide open open. but the offensive line had just happened to kind of separate the defensive line so jordan literally watches him run by and then just runs and i was sitting there going no throw it to him like let he's the one who needs the ball in his hands like the whole play is designed to let him catch it and go and those are some moments that like i would love those those are the moments where like this offense is just learning but like run that play again you know run that play again and get christian the ball in those moments i just think like they just keep throwing him these deep shots and like they're not working but there are other ways to get christian involved that utilize his assets they're just not doing it uh you know they threw to him on third down on sunday and he dropped the ball i'm just saying like i just uh, are you really that you're really that out on him i'm not out on him at all i'm not out at him at all but in a game where you are trying to win and you're trying to move the sticks and you're trying to be efficient right now those other guys are doing a little bit better of a job and and that doesn't mean that i'm out on watson i just think he's playing like exponentially more than those guys i think let's get a little bit more like divvy it up just a little more evenly that's all and to your point yeah and start using christian a little differently i don't think there's any problem with that i don't really understand why they don't target dobbs more like that's my bigger question than like why is christian watson play like if you're gonna throw those 50 50 shots you should be throwing them to 87 dobbs is the one who's shown that he can do it right like between the stuff we saw at camp definitely in the preseason and uh, i mean hell we've seen three or four of them throughout this season i yeah i'm with you on that yeah one. i think and like he's i mean shown with- a tenacity for the football yeah he's got hands and I, i'm not gonna lie to you in this game is just not the game i want to be seeing them take deep shots in like the I'm entire chargers totally with you ben is fully healthy like Asante, i'm afraid of asante samuel jr in this game i feel <laughs> like he's gonna have like as you should be <laughs> against yeah, yeah. so yeah. i i'm i am i'm really curious to see how matt game plans for this defense yeah. because they've got ballers and like, do. look it's, the Chargers it's, it's, it's their defense it's the you know it's the same style of defense that the Packers run yeah you know so or once they'll be facing something familiar you know so who knows <laughs> it's the way the Packers want to run their defense but don't. <sighs> um we'll get there I mean 
<laughs> oh, Eric Hendricks, that's a familiar opponent. I didn't realize they picked up Eric Hendricks this year. Um, yeah, I mean, Derwin James, Asante Samuel Jr. Good people. It's going to be, it's going to be a players. test. It's going to be a test for yeah. love. Yeah. No I just, this, look, they, they tested the deep shots often against the Steelers, which was a good idea. That's a good secondary, especially without mm-hmm. Minka um, to do it against. This is not the week to do it. In my opinion. So you say that, but the lions went up and down the field on them. And I'm not talking like like rainbow balls or anything like that, but you know they pressed the they pressed it downfield and they were successful. All right. I mean, and look, teams, teams in general have been pretty successful against the Chargers in that regard. It's yeah, a weird well, group. They're a weird defense because they have lots of talent, but man, they have been poor this season. They're losing games. I mean, they're four and five. They're they're losing games. So this like, I'm gonna say something, and this might be a hot take, but like this feels like a winnable game to me. It's absolutely a winnable game. And let me tell you, Barry, we got to win this game because they ain't winning on Thanksgiving. And we're going to be sitting there with our freaking turkey with our families, like being all depressed because they're going to get beat down by the Lions on national television. I don't need this in my life. So the Packers got to win on Sunday. Here's the thing, though. Here's what I'm I'm actually less concerned about the Packers offense. And I'm more concerned about Packers defense. For good reason. Lord, Lord. Are you kidding me? Lord. I try not to get all emotional about the defensive side of the ball because it is what it is, right? We knew this was coming the moment Matt LaFleur indicated that Joe Barry was coming back. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Nothing. Not a damn thing. Remember all that talk this preseason, this summer, when Jair Alexander made that comment about, oh, the aggressiveness and we're changing some things. And then Kenny Clark talked about, oh, we got some different stuff worked up for the run defense and blah, blah, blah. None of that is none of it meant anything. Oh, they ran some stunts week one. Really exciting. And now everyone's got it on tape and nothing has worked since. It's like I'm so over like getting emotional about a defense that I knew was going to be poor and has proceeded to be poor. They can't stop a five yard run if it smacked him in the face. A five yard run, a five yard slant, a 50 yard bomb like anything they can't oh i'm sorry third and 14 i'll give you 13 and then you'll go for it on fourth and one that's the other every single time the third down into fourth down thing blows my mind blows my mind because we keep getting this graphic whatever game they're playing and it's like uh packers are uh dead last or near the bottom in fourth down defense well no kidding because they always allow them to get just to the precipice of the down marker on third down and they get so excited. They hold up their little four or their fist and it's like, oof, got them to fourth down. Well, yeah, but now they're going to go for it because yeah. they got a yard to go. Can I ask? Ben but, ben, but don't break, but just break my heart. That's what they are. That's what the Packers defense is. Literally. Can I ask, do you think getting, I don't think Jair's, I mean, he's a do not practice. And I, I don't, I mean. He I practiced don't Thursday. Know. He didn't practice Wednesday. He did practice Thursday. I'll okay. be surprised if he's out there Sunday, though. Like, just doesn't seem to trend the right way. <sighs> I need this man to be healthy. Um, look, let's say the Packers get Quay and Jair back. Does, that move, does that move the needle for you? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, does it mean they're going to shut down the Chargers? No. no, I don't mean shut them down. But does that right. give you? Because for me, I'm thinking it like, helps. Who, it 100 helps. Your two best, Kenny, yeah. 
and Rashawn. No, those, those are your, right now. Those are your two like the yeah. most active players, right? As far yeah. as Rashawn is is probably your best player, uh, but with Jair, you know you can at least battle with Keenan Allen, right? On the the, the handful of plays where they're actually locked up one on one. And with Quay, we've seen his sideline to sideline ability. I thought he was playing extremely well prior to getting hurt. Um, hell, everyone remembers the interception against Chicago. We won. He should have three since then that have yeah. hit him in the hands that he's dropped. Right. So he's been in position to make these plays. I think getting him back out there is a big deal, probably a bigger deal than people will give it credit. But uh, yeah, I saw Quay their best player up. on their best player on defense last week. So. I'm with you. I think Quay playing player. playing the best. He's been consistently playing the best brand of defense, no, at I least totally in terms agree. of being able to make a tackle. Well, down to down consistency. That's the other yeah, thing. Like, down down Jair, Jair, you're not quite this year. It's been up and down. I don't think that's telling tales out of school. With Rashawn, he exerts, he gets pressure on the quarterback, no doubt about it. But he also opens up lanes for quarterbacks to escape or for rushing lanes outside. We've seen that happen from time to time. But with Quay, it is down to down, see ball, get ball, sideline to sideline, and usually, not every time, but usually getting the guy on the ground when he gets there. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think just as far as being active and contributing on defense, he's certainly, pound for pound, been their most active dude. Yeah. Okay, so Rashawn is actually someone I wanted to ask you about Hmm. because – I don't want to say I'm disappointed in Rashawn. I think I'm more confused <laughs> because how, how so? I like I see the effort and I see the motor. Like he's still Rashawn and he's still mm-hmm. getting home, but it's like somehow not translating into sacks. Right. Yeah, and I just don't understand the discrepancy. Well, that's because. Uh... <laughs> I was going to make a bad Joe Barry joke, but I won't. Um, a lot of it is predicated on what offenses they're facing and more importantly, which quarterbacks they're facing and what the the game plan clearly is because of the limitations of said quarterbacks. Like if you've got Kenny Pickett or if you've got Rippon in Green Bay the other week, you know, you as a play caller, as a designer, whether it's Matt Canada last week or Sean McVay the week prior, your whole world is about let's get the ball out of his hands as quickly as possible. Right. And we saw that, especially in the first half of the Steelers, a lot of horizontal stuff. They attack a little bit upfield, but nothing where, I mean, he's certainly not back there taking seven step drops, surveying the field and like going through his progressions and letting it rip. Right. So those are the more recent kind of opponents that they've had. But even then you're still getting chipped. If you're Rashawn, you're still getting double teamed. You're still sliding protection to him because he's the problem. I guarantee you every team, when they sit down at the start of the week as an offensive game plan, that Tuesday when the players have off and the coaches are gathering and going through reams of data, all of the tape, the first thing they're doing on each and every play that they install in the game plan is how do we take care of 52? What is our plan on this play to take care of Rashawn Gary? And that's not to say, like, look, tons of pass rushers get tons of attention each and every week and compile a few more stats, some more sacks, what have you. I'm sitting here telling you, second half of this season, they will come. He is still getting pressure. He is still yeah. leading in the, in the top of the league as far as every any pressure metric you want to name. He's at the top of the leaderboard. Those sacks 
They come in bunches. They are much more a quarterback stat than they are a pass rusher stat. He will get his. I guarantee it. I believe it. I've just been because I can see it with my eyes as I'm watching the game. Like he's getting there. It's just I'm like, so what do the Packers need to do to like they're not going to they're not going to stop the Chargers offense, but try to cap. Nope. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Did you watch LaFleur's presser today by any chance? I did not. He was asked about Quay Walker coming back and what he, you know, could contribute. And the first thing that Matt glommed on to was like, he can help try to take the ball away. This is a defense that has been piss poor when it comes to creating turnovers, right? And getting away in the last like month. It's been a while. I mean, the last ones I can remember are Rudy Ford's interceptions, which he had in back to back weeks. And that was what Mm. Broncos Raiders, you know, back then. So they haven't been good at taking the ball away in any capacity, whether it is strip sack fumbles, whether it's hitting the ball carrier downfield, whether it's taking the ball away on an interception. They just have not taken the ball away in any way, shape, or form. That's the way, though, that they're going to be able to slow down and or beat the Chargers. They've got to create a turnover. Just one. Give your offense another chance to kind of get a lead, possibly. I mean, how many of these games have we sat and watched as the Packers trying to, like, claw back or – work from behind if they could get on the front foot for a change it would be really nice and i don't think you're gonna like to your point i don't think you're stopping them i think they're gonna score a barrel load of points but you got to take the ball away that's the path to victory for green bay in this game because herbert's gonna get his keenan allen's gonna get his eckler's gonna get his you know they have talent they have guys who can and will hurt you but if you can just get the ball one or two more times then you got a shot yeah, turnover battle. Um, they have not That's been good. in the. They haven't been in the positives in weeks. And forever, forever. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been bad. Now, some of that is stilted a little bit because of the end of game stuff and desperate situations, and Jordan's throwing a number of picks in those scenarios. Yeah. You know, so I get why overall season wise it's weighted that way. But man, that is a number one their best chance of winning this game, and it's not something that we've seen a lot of. From this defense, so I'm not exactly holding my breath, but that's what they got to do. Well, when all your best playmakers are hurt, sure, that's you're not part gonna, of it. You're not 100. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. no question about it. And then when you do get a turnover, the NFL looks at it and goes, "Yeah, you know what? It's not that a wasn't turnover. a backwards pass. Just kidding." Lord, Lord is right. <laughs> oh man! All right. Any uh, any final thoughts on this game? You know, my only thought is uh, this is – I know you, you tell everyone in Milwaukee to send their letters to me. Uh, gold package has got to show up. All right, this is a classic scenario. Noon kickoff, Milwaukee crowd, AFC opponent. This is the age-old recipe for a sleepy crowd that doesn't really give any juice to the players, and it's just like one of those games they kind of sleepwalk through. We've been there. We've done it. I've seen it with my own eyes. The whole crowd, Lambo, absolutely has to show up. Now, look, I'm not saying that they like if the Packers are terrible on offense and they're going into halftime with zero points or whatever, that you shouldn't boo or whatever. I'm not like that's not my thing. I don't care if there's a poor performance on the field. You have every right to do whatever the hell you want as a fan. But, man, this is a this is a team that needs every advantage it can get. Make it tough on Bosa. Make it tough on Khalil Mack. Make a ton of noise because this team needs every bit of help that it can possibly get 
I'm with you. Um, I'm anti-boo your own team at home, but so don't do that. But you're a customer. You paid your money. Fair. You That's fair. But yeah, make I mean, it tough on the Chargers. Batteries on the field or anything, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, they flew all the way from California. Make this a hostile environment. Comfortable, exactly. Talking about this is Lambo. That's what I'm this talking about. This is Lambo. Hey, I was at the Saints game, and I'm. I have to say, it was the most. It was an amazing environment. We were cheering. I had no voice the next day, and <laughs> I don't want to say that our you know voices made them mm. miss the field goal, but, but they you know you can't. You can't just prove that it didn't. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. They missed the field goal and they won the game. So here we are. The gold package represent. That's what I'm saying. It's gotta happen. Um, all right, final score prediction for this one, Nagler. Oh God. Oh, Lord. My heart or my head? <sighs> heart. Packers 31, Chargers 27. Ooh, I like it. There you go. Packers 31. You really think the Packers offense can put up over 30 yep. points? 31 points. They hold on to the ball. They actually convert some fourth downs, and Jordan Love goes over 300 yards passing for the first Packers 300 passer in like a millennia. Hell yeah. Um, Packers have actually been, Packers offense have actually been pretty good on fourth down. Um, so well, I would like to not, some things that not you being called for like phantom. <laughs> Penalties, phantom yeah. lineup, phantom offsides. Um, wow. I think it's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call this one a Packers win as well. I don't know. There's something in my go. that go. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna go 27, 24. All right, I'm down with that. I can live with it. Is that a? Is I would that, love to see 30. 27, 24 with 27 like throughout the game, and the Chargers are continually trying to catch up but they never quite get there or is it 27 24 it's 24 to 24 going down to the last minute and then the rookie anders carlson trots out for a 50 yarder and nails it for the win like which version is good <laughs> um like the latter is the more fun but i would love to see i would love to see this team take a lead and hold a lead and not oh my god lead. right please can we yeah. just once just once and yeah. by the way if they do start behind and then they scratch and claw and get a lead can we hold a lead just for a drive just a drive joe barry that's all i'm asking one drive yeah getting a lead and then like having the defense then just immediately allow... giving it back points is just so demoralizing um so okay so packers win we're hoping for the most the most points scored since week one for this offense that's that's the request that's the goal that's the goal let's do it that's the goal um nagler thank you so much for coming on this was so much fun uh please tell the lovely listeners where they can find all of your great work uh houses almost all of it uh, obviously, we have a YouTube channel, we have a Discord, we have a Patreon membership. We do it all. With anything having to do with the internet and the Green Bay Packers, you'll find Cheesehead TV. Just look us up. Yes. Um, if you are not listening to Cheesehead TV, reading, listening, following, you 100% should be because they have probably some of the best Packers content out there. So go do that. All the uh, stuff that you- I'm not involved with is the best. Yes. <laughs> they have some amazing content creators. There's like dozens 
upon dozens Ooh, that are involved. Um, so yeah, go check them out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. Obviously, please go follow the podcast at PWSS Podcast. This episode will be up on YouTube early, so you can go check that out. Pax what she said, YouTube. Obviously, you can listen to the podcast everywhere where you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, et cetera, et cetera. Um, thank you all for listening so much. We will be back. Maggie will be back um, for the next episode. We'll be recapping the Chargers. Hopefully, Packers win against the Chargers. Go Victory uh, Monday. So oh. Tune in for what we hope to be a Victory Monday. Uh, thank you all so much, and go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.